Hey, what's up, guys? Welcome to Millennial Love. Y'all ever walk by somebody in the street and be like, dang, that girl smelled good. Well, that girl is me. Thanks to Scentbird. Um, basically, I love perfume. I love smelling very tasty <laughs> sometimes. And I also like the selection of Scentbird online. And so you get over 120 sprays for your 30-day supply. So you'll always be smelling amazing. It's free shipping all the time and you get to skip the department store and all the pushy little sales women that be in there asking if you want to smell their perfume because you don't but that's why i always use scentbird.com and with millennial love's exclusive offer you'll get 50 percent off your first month today that's only 750 for your first perfume that's S-C-E-N-T-Bird.com slash L-O-V-3 and use our code L-O-V-3 for 50% off your first month. Once again, that's Scentbird, S-C-E-N-T-Bird.com slash L-O-V-3. Sign on and smell amazing. Hey, what's up, y'all? Welcome to episode 92 of Millennial Love, where we discuss sex, love, and how we are selfish AF. This is Justin. This is Cardi. This is Mish. And welcome back to another episode of Millennial Love. Please follow us on all social media outlets, Facebook, Twitter, hashtag MO3, Instagram, all that good stuff. If you want to cash app us money, just go ahead on and cash app us at Millie Love. That's M-I-L-L-Y-L-O-V-3. We are a fully funded, self-funded podcast, so your coin will definitely go a long way, even if it's just a dollar. We definitely appreciate y'all so, oh, so much. So how are y'all? I mean, how was, is it thanks, after Thanksgiving, right? Yeah. How was Thanksgiving? Done good. I spent it with Ben. It was our first one. Actually, it's the first time we've ever spent Thanksgiving together. Isn't that strange? Mm, yeah. Because y'all been knowing each other for mm -hmm. since eons, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. How was your Thanksgiving, Mish? It was awesome. I was in Vegas with my fam. I have fam on both sides in Vegas. And I got to be with my granny. And she's one of the funniest people. Grandmas are always funny. And shady. Cause yeah, cause they can say shady super stuff and like shady. nobody can say nothing nah, about it. Nobody. That's super shady. <laughs> My aunt is like officially the matriarch of the family, and she gave all of us a disclaimer one, I think, two Christmas ago. She was like, "Look, basically, <laughs> I'm head of the family, and if I want to say something, I'm gonna say it, and basically, y'all just gonna have to deal with it." <laughs> and we were like, "Okay, okay, <laughs> just make sure you cook this pot of gumbo now." <laughs> Anyways, I How was yours. I thoroughly enjoyed Thanksgiving. Um, I chilled in Dallas. Uh, you know, just stopped at a couple of houses, and um, yeah, that's it. You know, Thanksgiving is just becoming to be like a more friendship type holiday for me. 
Um, Christmas is where it's at, you know, definitely with my family. So if I can travel for Thanksgiving to be with friends, um, I will definitely do that. Shout out to uh, our, I hosted a Friendsgiving in Colorado. We normally do it in Dallas, but shout out to my friends who came out to Colorado for Friendsgiving, which was at the top of November. Um, we ran out this bomb ass house. Not the top, okay. <laughs> the you top were eighty two when you said that. <laughs> really? Yes. Anyway, shout out to them. I highly recommend you and our, our listeners to definitely link up with your friends for Thanksgiving. It's actually a fun event. I think it's something to do as well. I'm having. A, I'm hosting a Friendsgiving on Sunday. Really? So after Thanksgiving? Mm-hmm. Oh, that's cool. Mm-hmm. I'm going so to one after to Thanksgiving that. also. So have y'all um have y'all been getting into loving hip hop? Or it's it's over now. Loving hip hop Hollywood. Let me guess. What you no. mean it's over? What do you no. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> do y'all watch any reality shows, niggas? I don't watch any reality, but I do watch This Is Us. I also watch Grey's Anatomy. I also am watching Jane the Virgin. But no, I don't watch any I wish I did, so I could contribute more. Well, it's okay. What new music are y'all listening to? I don't have anything new that I'm listening to. Apparently, what? the new Her is really good. I didn't what? like it. I did Trash. not like it. I haven't listened. I've heard mixed reviews, but... Um, the first one? Yes. Part two? She could have kept that. Yeah, I didn't like it. I will have to take a listen, but yeah. that's actually not very new. Right. Um, nothing, no. I mean, since Drake, since the new Drake came out, I ain't really gave a darn about no new albums. I'm listening to Summer Walker. Have you heard of her? I've heard of her. My sister put me on. Her album, Rides. Shout out to Summer Walker. My sister put me on. Mish, who you listening to? Nobody, fam. You ain't listening to nobody? Mm-mm. Nobody has come out that I, I do like... I like I do like that Gucci Mane, um, Kodak Black, and Bruno Mars song. It's just okay to me, but I do see the appeal. I take that back. That T.I. album, even though it came out like weeks ago now, that T.I. album is it. I saw you tweet him. Yeah. I was tweeting him about another album, but this last one, that was it. I was like, okay. He did good. Shout out to T.I. He's in the building. <laughs> I love T.I. He's Well, different. so speaking of T.I., I haven't been watching his reality show, but I've heard that he talks to Tiny real crazy all the time. <laughs> and I don't know how I feel about that. Uh, I don't think you should have any feelings because... She gonna still be be with him regardless. <laughs> they got a bajillion kids. So. They do have a thousand kids. They really do. They only have three kids. All I'm talking about both of them all together though. Ain't it? It's six kids, right? Five or six? Six? Seven. <clears throat> Seven. Seven all together. Tiny had one. Ti had three, and then they got three together. Lord. But. I mean, I get what you're saying. Like, why are you talking to your wife like this on television? But he's also like a full Atlanta fella. 
What does that mean? But that don't mean you don't have to be disrespectful as an Atlanta, <laughs> like, as an Atlanta. What I'm saying is that I don't know that it would be disrespectful to them. Oh. Like that might just be like, you know, you go to Chicago, people talk real, real crazy, but that's you go just to New how York, they, they talk real right. <laughs> Um, but that's just how they talk, you know? Mm-hmm. So that might just be their lingo and everybody else is taking it, you know, to be disrespectful. But I think he loves her. <laughs> <laughs> Let's hope so, child. So apparently Solange is dropping an album at the end of the year. Is she? Is I it going to be a repeat of Cranes in... That's not the name of that. Probably not. That's all we know, though. (laughs) That is all we know. (laughs) I'm about to say that is not the name of it. All we know is Cranes and Scott. (laughs) That's so funny. Um, probably not though. It's probably if I know because I was at the table. Um, it's probably not gonna be the same. That's what it's called. It's probably not gonna be the same, y'all. We tearing up these sunflower seeds on the mic, and somebody's gonna get mad at me. So I apologize. Yes. Because they're not they going to get are. mad at y'all. They're going to just get mad at me like I'm the only one who just be eating on the show. Because <laughs> you do. Whatever. Because we don't be smacking. Anyway, so how did y'all feel about Des Bryant being transferred to the Saints and then like getting... Didn't he get cut immediately? I don't know if he got cut, but I think he got injured. Oh, he got injured. Mm-hmm. Oh. Apparently he told... Well, allegedly <laughs> or... They think it's his his ACL or Achilles. What, what, the Achilles oh, then he might be out then for a mm. while. How do all these football players be so big and then they get wrapped like that? Ocho Cinco. What's the other man name? They used to hang out with Ocho Cinco. I know the listeners know him. Terrell Owens. Terrell Owens, uh, yeah. Now we're looking at Des Bryant. Michael with the dogs. What's his last name? Michael with the dogs. Vic. Uh, Vic. Michael Vic. Michael Vic. Yeah. Um, how does this happen to them? I don't know. Rachel Ruth. <laughs> she see she knows sports. I love it. I love it. I don't shit. even know who that is. You don't know who Rachel Ruth is? Nah. nah I don't Ray know. Ruth was the football player in the nineties. Rachel Ruth got in the trunk before What do you mean by in the trunk? OJ Simpson got in the Jeep. Um oh, okay. He was a football player that played for the team in North Carolina, the Panthers. And his, the girl he was dating got pregnant, and he asked her to have an abortion, and she refused. So he paid somebody to kill her. They shot her, but before she died, she was able to write out that it was him. Oh, my gosh. Right. So for like three days, he drove from like one side of the country to the next. And, you know, back then, they didn't really have cell phones like that. So he didn't know what was going on. He would just, like, stop in places and see the news or whatever. But he was living in his trunk and, like, peeing in water bottles. Yeah, so he was just drinking water and then peeing in the water bottles when he had to go to the bathroom. I do that. In his trunk. Oh, well, so y'all we have, have, <laughs> we have, y'all have the luxury of just peeing in anything. But, yeah, so he just got out of prison. What? He served 17 years. He served all of his sentence. And his son now is 17 years old. Cause, because Yeah, I remember that because the born. baby actually lived. Yep. The baby yeah. lived? Re- baby okay. lived and has been living with the girl's mom the whole time. This clown, Ray Carruth, got out of prison and then started talking about he won't custody. 
Oh, that's what was all <laughs> over Twitter. It was all over Twitter. Wow. You Sir, killed you the want mama. what? And you killed the mother? If any judge were stupid enough to do that, they should immediately be fired. Yes. How are y'all feeling these? How hard puberty hit? How hard did puberty hit? Hashtag. <laughs> Somebody said you didn't. Puberty didn't hit you. Makeup hit you, and that's <laughs> it. I saw that. No, I think some people. I mean, the gloves be, be the gloves real. be real. Puberty didn't hit me that hard. Listen. Shoot, I was ugly. <laughs> hit me hard. I, I was so really? ugly. I still ain't cute, so. Okay, Shut so up. how about this then? Y'all send me y'all pictures and I'm going to tweet Hell nah. how, he be, how oh, hard I will. He, puberty hit us. Mm-mm. I will because, honey, I was, listen, my mama said she was nervous. <laughs> <laughs> my mama said she was nervous. I'm going to tweet it right now. Your mama is Justin, wrong send me the, no, send me the picture. Justin, we're going to do any, it too. No, I look up what fuck no. Justin, who cares? You don't look like that no more. I do. <laughs> Oh my gosh. I showed it. <laughs> Shout out to her. That little girl is funny. I showed it. You talking about the one with the wig? Yep. So, are y'all going to read Charlemagne's new book? No. Forget Charlemagne. Joke. <laughs> Car, are you reading his book? I might. I have not decided. I didn't like, I don't have a desire to read it right now. I don't like feel like being deep with Charlemagne. Like he's he's just getting too deep now, you know. Uh so yeah. <laughs> here's here's me in I don't know if this is in middle. Yeah, this is middle school. Mm-hmm. Puberty hit hard. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Puberty hit hard. It I didn't hit it. you that hard. You saying it like you was just like I was ugly as crap. No, you were not. You were not ugly. No, you were not. Yes, I was. No, you weren't. I mean, you did have the spiral curls, but you were not ugly. Yes, I was. Oh, my God. No. I was hideous. This is That's middle school? I got to find a picture picture of me in middle school. That's a good one. See? I think I look So how were you ugly? But that one picture, though. But I was ugly. I was funny looking. No, See, this is about cute. Is, Look at this. Yeah, that's a cute picture. The thing about it is when girls are in middle school, they like their foreheads are showing. So it just you can see because we always went out here and right now that y'all older, y'all don't y'all don't really show y'all foreheads anymore. Shoot, I show mine every day, <laughs> <laughs> daily. Um. So how do y'all feel about a person like Monica? And Lala, they friends with everybody. I don't. I don't think it's realistic. You don't think it's real? Mm-mm. Somebody don't like them. <laughs> I just don't know who it is. It's like, how are you best I'm friends? With... Definitely doesn't like Monica. I'm hating. She definitely don't like. <laughs> she does not. Did you know Ray J has an unsung nigga? Does he really? He has. He has an unsung. Ray J is also about to go to college. Excuse me? He is enrolled. Yeah. yeah, that he's starting in January. Good for him. He just want them scooters to sell. What is he getting a degree in? Business. Okay. What is it called when you're in the bachelor's program? 
A BBA. Business administration. A BA. Is it a BBA? A BA. <laughs> What do you? It's a BA. What is a BBA? A bachelor's in business. Oh my god! I cannot. Because it's an MBA. Okay, so y'all didn't think it was funny. Whatever. Uh, (laughs) Self care tip is to laugh at your own jokes. Uh, (laughs) Be happy with who you are. Make sure that in the times when you need to laugh the most. You can be the person to provide that uh, great feeling for yourself. Remember to protect your energy, protect your space. Your mental health matters. It matters. It matters. That should be. <laughs> that should. We should always play that right after she says her thing. Right. <laughs> and then with the with the like a ding at the end. <laughs> ding. Ding. All right. So who has the icebreaker? Oh, dang, that's me. Mm-hmm. I'm unprepared. Um, tell me about a time when you had to give your sibling some money. Uh, I'll <laughs> tell you about a time when my sibling had to give me money. Ooh. It was literally just yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> Why? Um, I had forgot my wallet and I forgot to tra- I forgot my wallet, I forgot to transfer money. Because, you know, I'm trying to do this adulting thing. Like, just put all your money in a savings account. And if you really need it, transfer it. But if you really, really need it, you can just get by because it's going to take, like, two days for it to really transfer. <laughs> anyway, so I left my wallet, and I didn't transfer money in time. And I wanted to use Apple Pay to give me a, um, a milkshake from Chick-fil-A. <laughs> and so I was They like, take Apple Pay? I think they do. Okay, I didn't I know that. Do. Wherever I was, I needed Apple Pay. And so I was like... I really needed a milkshake, y'all. But why ask my why ask my sister? I was like, send me sixty dollars real quick, and she did. Aww. I was like, that is love, that is loyalty, and I was told I was gonna pay her back the next day, and I didn't. Only because, just because, you know, I got it, but I'm just not gonna pay her back right now. <laughs> okay, I hope she's listening. You... She don't listen. Okay. <laughs> Uh, I mean, I feel like you're my little brother money every day. <laughs> like, he always asking for something. But this last time, so it was his homecoming, right? And um, he basically was like, he didn't tell me anything about the homecoming. And so somebody texted me and was like, hey, is your little brother going to homecoming? And I was like, what? I didn't even know it was homecoming. So I texted him and I was like, yo, it's homecoming. I knew he didn't have no clothes. And I was like, what are you going to wear? And he was like, oh, some jeans. And so I was like, what? Why would you be wearing jeans? And he was like, oh, well, yeah. I asked one of the seniors on the football team and they told me you could just wear whatever. So you trying to set my little brother up is what you trying to do. You a senior and you're going to tell this little fella that he can wear whatever he wanted to. So... He had $60, <laughs> and we went to the mall, and he thought he was about to get a whole homecoming outfit for $60, so I had to lace my little fella up, Aww. and um, yeah, he was he looked really, really good. I laced him with the shoes, the pants, the shirt, the chain. He had the rings on. The chain? Yeah, I got him a little piece and chain. <laughs> Oh my gosh. He looks good, but yeah, I told him I ain't buy him nothing else for the rest of the year. 
That's nice. I'm, that's why I wanted an older sibling, just for little stuff like that. Man, I need some shoes. So you can have me out here looking like that? You know I go to cousin with you. know I go to school with one of your friends, you right. know, nieces and nephews. Yeah, I give Courtney money all the time. And she'd be like, I'm going to pay you back. And I just don't expect you know, yeah. it. Yeah. You yeah. know it's not going to come back. She, coming the back. last time was after my bachelorette. She was like, hey, uh, pay my friend back for the for the lick and I'll pay you back. <laughs> yeah, <right>. <laughs> <laughs> You're not going to pay me back. But okay. And have Corey. I seen that 160? No, no I have no. not. No. Well, it's just get cash back. app her and... When I get back, I'm a... Uh, right. That's exactly <laughs> what she hit me with and didn't give me a dime. <laughs> like, all right. That's what older siblings are for. No, nah, yeah. man. I'm sick of it. I'm I just hope that, you know, when they get older, he'll be able to give me money. <laughs> <laughs> he will. He's going to take care of you. Yeah, hopefully. <laughs> <laughs> all right, y'all. So this week, we are talking about family and our involvement, our our transitioning role into that leadership role in our family um and basically you know we have made it through our childhood we've established a career reached a level of financial success even though we're still on the grind but you know we're still at a point where we can you know contribute to the family in some type of way uh you know similarly to that family member who inspired you to like go to college or that family member who sent you money while you were in college or watch you and your sibling while your mom grind. We are just really stepping into those worlds where, you know, we are transitioning into that leadership role where it's like, you know, we want the family to do well. So we are that go-to person. And you can be that go-to person financially or, you know, just encouraging your family to, to do and want more. I know with Mish and myself, we were the first ones to graduate with our bachelor's degree in our family. So, you know, there's a lot of things riding on us. Um, and I'm sure Cara has our own, you know, specialty things that she's involved with with her family. But I really just wanted to take some time out to really talk about this because um, I had a conversation with my sister the last time she was in Dallas. And, um, you know, I was just having a hard to conversation with her because um, she graduated with her bachelor's degree and she is basically taking prereqs to get into physician assistant school. Um, and to Good me, yeah. So I think it's great. I think it's great. But for me, I want her to like hurry up because, you know, my parents are getting older. Mm. And, you know, within the next 10 or 15 years, you know, I think they have 10 to 15 more years left to, like, be mobile and, like, you know, do things for themselves, like, be able to work, make a living, make an income. But, you know, I want to make sure that she's on track because I'm going to need some help. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I'm going to need help financially. I'm going to need help with taking care of them, mm-hmm. like, taking care of their estates, which is not really an, an actual estate, but taking all of their, taking care of all their duties and just really just having those conversations right now. And I think it is, is it, it, it is extremely important to um, honor the role. Um, you know, people have come before us and encouraged us to go to school, get that high school diploma, you know, go get your bachelor's degree and really encourage us to get to that next level. And I think, um, you know, as a family member, we have to just, you know, inherit certain roles that, you know, that is pretty much in a position that you, you, you're you the person that's going to help the family get to that next level or, you know, 
you know, just reach higher mm-hmm. levels than where, you know, what the family is now. So mm-hmm. my first question to y'all is, um, do you feel responsible for the overall well-being of your family right now? Or do you feel that you will, or let's just keep it at right now. Do you feel that you're responsible for the overall well-being of your family? I don't. Um, both of my parents, I'm fortunate enough to have young parents who are both have reached kind of like the pinnacle of their career. So they both make really good money. And so I don't necessarily feel um, as much pressure as I have previously Mm -hmm. um, with living with my grandmother. But as far as like my siblings, yeah, I feel like not necessarily their well-being, but I I need to like be doing enough to like make a good example so Mm -hmm. that like they can come and like stay with me or I can like help them with stuff. Mm -hmm. But I don't feel pressure to do that. It's like I want to do that. Got you. Yeah. Um, no, I don't. I mean, both of my parents are doing their thing. Like my dad, I don't think my dad is ever going to give anybody full control like that. Um, He's just a a person that wants to do things his way. And financially, he has put himself in a good situation where he won't need me to financially take care of him. Um, And I think when it comes to making decisions when he gets older, he listens to me about a lot. So when that time comes, then we'll be fine. But right now, he's not... I mean, his son is 14, so he's he may be older, but he's still young. And I think he's and I thank God for my little brother because I think he's keeping my dad young. Mm-hmm. So um, he don't have a choice but to be here. You know what I'm saying? Uh, with my mom, I feel like we've just kind of reached a, a very pinnacle friendship role in our lives where we're really good friends. So. We talk to each other about different things, but my mom is still, you know, fully active and in control of everything she has going on, too. Right. Um, Well, I feel responsible, um, and I think I feel responsible mostly for, uh, you know, my little cousins that look up to me, because I think, I just think that my family, although we are, you know, all the homes that I would say, like my mom, the homes that my mom lives in, my aunt and my uncle, we own those homes. So I think, you know, I mean, honestly, from a financial angle, we are okay. Like homes are already paid for. It's Mm -hmm. just a matter of like paying for state property tax. However, um, I do feel that like with my sister coming up and then my first cousins, they are like right at that there it's like a at least five or six of them that are like between the ages of like 18 and my sister she's what 24 or 25 so i feel responsible for their well-being and i say this because you know i am the eldest or one of the eldest of the cousins or, or okay. the grandkids right the uh the two older cousins that are older than myself um one of them is pretty much like a loner but he's a like he's good financially the other one um she's good financially but most of my cousins are make up most of her kids make up like the cousins that are within my age right Mm -hmm. however um 
the my two other cousins they did not graduate from college and I did mm-hmm. and my sister who my sister did as well so I feel like I have that responsibility of just like keeping them on track just so the family as a whole can like progress. reach that progress and reach that next level so I find myself just like you know looking back having those com- like just having communication c- communicating with them about their future like right now, I have uh, two little cousins who are juniors and seniors in high school. I'm already talking about like, you know, different types of fields, just getting their mind moving on like college and universities just so they know that it's not an option, basically. Like, yeah. And I was telling my sister the last time she was in, uh, the last time she was here, I'm like, you know, unfortunately, you know, can you do whatever you want to do? Yes, you can. However... When you look at the big picture as a whole, Mm. we don't have that luxury of not going to college and not pursuing a career to, you know, secure us financially or anything like that because we just don't have that room. Right. And I was just telling her that it's only by the grace of God that the homes that we do live in are there. You know, a tornado or hurricane never came and destroyed it because from what I know, you know, that backup money is just not there. I'm assuming that it's not there. Maybe it is there. But for me, it's like, you know, I'm just like, we just don't have that luxury for any of y'all to just be Instagram famous and Instagram models. (laughs) Like, you need to be an Instagram model and also be in school. Right. So I do feel that I have that responsibility. Now, uh, my next question is, um, have you had a financial conversation with your parents? If so, what does that look like? And I think I kind of touched on this before about... Talking about a will, maybe yeah. talking about life insurance, talking about like, okay, it's the home that we live in. Is it paid for? Yeah. I mean, how many years that? How many years do you have left on it? Is there equity? Like, just little questions like that. Is there unexpected debt that if something happens to you, you know, will your insurance money go towards that debt? Like, you know, just little things like that. Yeah. Have y'all reached that point with your families? I know, Cara, your family is fairly young. Yeah, your but parents we talk are about it. Young. Okay, we cool. talk about it because I think because I'm in the legal space. It's really important to me. So I do, I have talked about it with both parents. I know my dad told me he set up a trust for all of us already. So that's taken care of. And I talked to my mom about it and they don't have wheels. And I was like, she just had surgery recently. recently. Mm-hmm. And um, I was just thinking about like medical directives and like, yeah. do you want to be on life support or mm-hmm. not? Or like mm-hmm. that sort of thing. And so I was like, y'all got to get it together. Like y'all need a will. Y'all need to do this. Like... We've talked about, I haven't really talked about my mom's like finance. I know how much she makes, but I haven't talked about like her debt and stuff like that. But that is an important thing. Like I know she has life insurance policies. I know we're beneficiaries. Um, And so I think we might be secondary beneficiaries after Tori, my stepdad. But yeah, like I talk about it because, you know, people die young. And I mean, it's the... People people die young and then families are scrambling trying to figure out how to pay for a funeral when that should be the least of your concerns. Yeah, yeah. And it's weird and morbid to talk about, but it, yeah. but you got to talk about it because it's the to. reality. Yeah, everybody gonna die. It's just a yeah. matter of when. For sure. Yeah, I mean, my dad has been having this conversation with me since I can like literally remember. I want to say at the youngest was like twelve. Oh wow. Yeah, um, and I think it was because his wife died. She had cancer really young. She was like in her mid-30s. And she was in her mid-30s? Yeah. Wow. Yeah, so um, 
Yeah, and from then on, like he just let me know everything. He at the time it was just me <clears throat> had my older sister, but you know they don't really communicate. So mm-hmm. I've I've always been the beneficiary for everything. He's always let me know where things were. Uh, I think at the time, like he would probably also have the conversation with my mom because obviously she would have been right the uh, adult to take care of things, but. Um, now, I mean, it's just like a, okay, cool. We talk about it. So are you taking your meds? Cause we don't really need to, you know, deal with it. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's just a, it's a regular conversation for yeah. us. It doesn't, it doesn't make me emotional or anything. Cause he's been talking to me about it for so long. And my mom actually talked to me about it. Um, me and my brother, my older brother separately, which I've told her I feel like we need to have this conversation together, together. Yeah. because I think during times of death is when families and siblings and all types of things go awry. You know, mm-hmm. like they're arguing over like the last thing that they should be arguing about. Yeah. And we talking about like, what's your mama going to wear? You know what I'm saying? And it's like, well, she already told me what she wanted to wear. No, but she told me. So we need to have this conversation together. Right. Um, But then we also talk about me too. Because, I mean, I drive. I work in dangerous neighborhoods sometimes. I, You know, like... I'm out at night, so we talked about me too. And I mean, they, my mom is um, aware of what to do if I was to perish, you know? Yeah. The term, it's perish. not funny, but it's the term funny, yeah. I use that term, you know, to lighten it up. So I'm actually, uh, I do have financial conversations with my family, um, and it actually just started. I would probably say like the, these last few years, both on my my end and theirs, um, and what those conversations look like is probably me because my my parents are so like we are the parents, you are the child. Even though I'm 34 years old, <laughs> um, I have to make sure the timing is right. I have to make sure that they're able or they they feel comfortable enough with talking to me in those spaces. Mm-hmm. So I think. The hardest part is finding the right time, especially because I do not live there. Mm-hmm. Um, but as I'm getting older, like I'm realizing, and I think I've mentioned this about the show before, it's like, you know, I'm living away from them and, you know, all this time, like, yeah, my I'm building my career, I'm building my 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 foundation for myself and my fam my future family. But I'm also I also do feel like I don't feel like I left them behind, but I feel like they are behind, you know? Yeah, and I that's just don't hard. Like that that's feeling, hard. You know? So, um, you know, it's just difficult talking about that because, you know, you have to be careful because it can kind of make them feel like, well, damn, bitch, you just waiting for me to die? Like, I ain't ready to die, but it's just, it's just little conversations like that, in which it doesn't necessarily always have to be about death. Like, my grandparents left this property. It's like, okay, mom when do you plan on like you know putting this property in our names because it just takes time you know paperwork all that good stuff so yeah um i think the hardest part with having those conversations is finding the right time yeah. i feel like once what i've what i've experienced once that time comes and and it, they are able to talk about it it's like they kind of they i i can see her 
it's like, ooh, you can like you can take on this. Like yeah. I don't want the, I don't want to deal with this no more. You mm-hmm. take on that. So I think that's a really great response that I've received from her, um, or from them, should I say? But you know, there's still moments that like I mean, there's still a lot to learn because I also have a stepdad, right? And my stepdad has kids. So to my like how I feel is that whatever my mom has is for me and my sister and whatever he has is it's for, for him his and his kids. kids. But it may not which, be that way. And it may not be that way. And in fact, it's just like, um, do you really wanna even if it was me, if I was irresponsible in any type of way, do you really wanna give Justin three million dollars and I have a spending habit, you yeah. know? Or whatever the case may be. So I just think that the tougher conversations are have yet to been had. Um, however, it's just good. Like I feel responsible. I, re- I feel responsible to like have these conversations because if something happened, then I'm going to be, I know for sure I'm going to be that person to have to get all of this together. Right. Everyone will be there to support, but I'm pretty sure that I would have to be the initiator and just have to execute it. And, you know, it's just weird being in this space. I- I'm not going to lie. Do you feel um, unnecessary pressure in that regard? And do you, well, one, do you feel unnecessary pressure? And two, have has your family like verbally said, like you need to no, make sure? No, that's the thing. They haven't. And in fact, had I not initiated, things would be just what they would be. They would be. And then something can easily happen. Yeah. So I don't feel the pressure because I feel that. Like where I am right now, I'm just in a space of like getting things together for myself or have been in a space of getting things together for myself. So I feel yeah. like I have the capacity to just get it done. Yeah. It's just a matter of me finding out the time to like, you know, drive to Louisiana or fly to Louisiana and really go there just to take care of business. And then, you know, I'm communicating with my mom. So she has her own communication style, but it's not. You know, it's not in a way that isn't, you know, to get things done. She's saying acronyms. I'm like, what is USB? What is that? (laughs) Like, whenever you had this meeting, did you take notes? I have to tell her, like, mom, bring a pen and a pad. Yeah. And take notes. It's just little things like that. So um, I don't feel any unnecessary pressure. However, you know, it's a responsibility that I did not know that I would have to have at 34, which I'm I'm happy that I'm having the conversation now rather than later because, you know, like you said, that day will come. Mm -hmm. I just want to make sure that, you know, everything is out on the table. Everyone knows what's going on or at least someone knows what's going on and just going from there. So um, are you preparing your younger siblings for their future? Um, If so, what does that conversation look like? Um, Yes. I just try to talk to them about what, like what their career goals are and especially with my sister she's in like a fragile place I think she's in the perfect age range where she can really like branch out on her own and like do what she needs to do to be successful and she's a little bit stagnant right now so I just do my best to encourage her and you know let her know that she's still young but she you know, can make some moves right now and she has nothing holding her back. My brother, I think I do the same. And um, I also just try my best to be an example. Like that's my biggest thing, being an example for them, um, showing them what it looks like to be successful and Mm -hmm. um, move forward. And so that's like my biggest thing. But 
I don't know. I guess I could be doing more as it relates to like helping them with money saving and stuff like that and getting their credit together. Mm-hmm. I just, I'm doing all that stuff for myself too. So it's difficult for me to yeah. transfer that knowledge as well. Mish. Yeah, I mean, um, I talk to my little brother about everything. Like, he's in ninth grade. Um, I made sure that he was in a collegiate program at his school. So when he graduates from high school, he'll also have an associate's degree. I talked to him about, yes, you will be two years ahead of everybody, but I still feel like you need to spend four years in college because of the experience. I talked to him about what that experience is like and why you need to be there. Um, I talked to him about starting to think about what he wants his career to be now. Um, I I don't know. I talked to him about everything. I talked to him about having a family one day and how he needs to treat women. Um, we have a conversation about everything. I don't think that there's anything we haven't talked about when it comes to his future and being great. Um, I talked to him about the importance of putting God first in his life and making sure that, you know, when he makes decisions, he prays about it. Um, yeah, I mean, we, we discuss everything, but I also try to pour what I pour into him as my sibling to my niece, Mm. um, who is my older brother's daughter. I try to talk to her about the same thing because I feel like my little brother, we're being ra- he's being raised by the same dad that helped raise me. And I feel like he has, you know, privilege to a lot of that knowledge. But my niece doesn't necessarily have that. Um, her mom isn't always emotionally stable to guide her in the direction of, like, the next path in her life. You know, they're more so living for, like, right, right now. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I try to help her kind of see the future and what the future can hold and why it's important to be planning for the future. Um, but yeah, we have these conversations all the time. So at first, um, like I had school related conversations with them and it was just about, okay, like what school are you going, like what school you're attending, like what career path are you, you know? you are trying to pursue. But I guess when I began to have these conversations with my parents, I realized like, hold on, bro. Like what I said earlier, like you have to, like, it's not even, it's like, it's not an option. And I never had, like, I never had a conversation with them from this angle, like from a like big picture angle. Um, But I just recently had it with my sister. But in, in her response was like, I don't feel like it's my responsibility to think on that level. What do you mean? Think of that. What does she mean? Just in terms of like, hey, I have to go to school in order to take care of the family. Gotcha. Right? Which in her own right is the truth. Like, it's the truth. Like, I don't have to do this for anyone else but myself. Mm -hmm. And although she wasn't saying it in that way, I think it was more so like, I don't have time to think of it on that level. Like, that's too much pressure. Um, However... Um, I guess because I'm on this end, I guess the other end where, you know, I have made some strides and some accomplishments and I have gone through 
you know, a process to get to where I am with my career, I guess I can have a conversation on that level. But I also don't feel that although it can be a pressure for them, I think it's still good to have like a conversation that lets them know that, you know, family is, you know, family is what allowed you to, well, family protect you enough to be able to go to school, get your diploma, get your degree or whatever the case may be, or even have the opportunity to get a degree. So some of that you have to pay back Mm -hmm. for your little, your little cousins or siblings that's going to follow behind you. And I think, you know, just creating that picture in that type of way allows them to understand that, you know what, at some point, you know, there's a certain level of responsibility that I need to hold for myself Mm -hmm. just within the overall well-being of the family as well. So that that conversation was quite interesting, but I, I felt myself being more passionate because I'm like, you know, I guess because I do know the state of like where my family is and, you know, one strong hurricane, you know, my family can be displaced, basically. And then it's just like, what's next? So I'm sure a lot of that is fear of the what ifs. But I think it's also important for me, especially like, you know, with my sister being 23 and like some of my other cousins being in their early 20s, it's like, you know, hey, definitely enjoy your life. But, you know, there will come a time where you're going to have to like get it together and you know, basically there's no option. Like, can you not go to college? You're right. You cannot. I mean, if you don't want to, that's fine. But if you can withstand it and like get a degree and like find a career, we, we have, you, we have people within our own family that need you to survive or need you to get to that next level in order for the whole family to be protected or at least have Mm -hmm. some type of space where we can get to the next level. So, and it's almost as if it's like you're, you you are only as weak as, as your, or strongest as your weakest link, basically. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was very interesting to have that conversation with her, but I'm pretty sure we'll have more conversations like that. But lastly, um, how are you preparing to take care of your parents and their estates? Like, and I know it's kind of like, it sounds repetitive, but like, you know, do you, like, I know Michelle, you mentioned that your mom, your mom parents left her a lot of acres of land. Like, you know, if that gets passed down to you, you know, what are some ideas that you have with the, that property or car? Like, your parents are living now. I mean, I, I think they live, where do they live? Boston, In Boston. Atlanta. So it's like, will you keep the house? Will you sell the house? Have you talked to this about your siblings? Like, not necessarily thinking the worst, but because they can just easily pass that over to you while they're still alive, mm. like what my parents are doing. I have not thought about the logistics of mm-hmm. um, of all of that. I have thought about it related to Ben and his parents. Um, and, you know, he, he and his mom, he and... Him, excuse me, me and his mom, um, my mother-in-law, have had discussions about whether we would sell the house or whatever. And she was just like, Ben, I want to live here. So y'all can sell it. Like, we wouldn't feel no type of way type of situation. But I have not. I'm not prepared mentally or emotionally to have that conversation, the logistic conversation, because that, to me, makes it a little bit more real. It's no longer... As theoretical as, oh, I got my will. Right. Mish? Mm. 
I forgot the question. Oh, um, yeah, I mean, when it comes to, like, my mom and the estate in Louisiana, no, we haven't talked about it logistically. I mean, I speak with her and attorneys. Like, when she talks to attorneys about the land now, because the land is split between her and different family members, when she talks to attorneys now, I'm present. Um, whether it's over the phone or in person when I talk to them about it. But, uh, I mean, when she has those conversations. But logistically, I just know that she's going to then pass it to my brother and I, just like, you know, her family did. Mm-hmm. Um, my dad, he's already told us what he wants us to do. So Got you. initially it was just me. Now it's me and my little brother. So he's let us know. So I don't really know what I'm going to do, but I have had the conversation more so with my siblings. Like, okay, if this happens, what do you want to do with this? You know, and I think it's important to like discuss this amongst your siblings because these are the people you're going to be like making final decisions with. Right. Mm -hmm. And of course, you know, my dad passed away and, you know, it was like interesting. It was just interesting just to see how people move in that regard. So. Um, I highly recommend y'all to have these conversations with your siblings just to get a gauge and to see like where they are, to see like what are their, some of their thoughts. Um, you know, some of your siblings may be like Ben and like, you know what, I don't really want that. And some of your siblings may be like myself and my, I'm thinking on the level of like the potential of what can happen or what can be like, you know, just looking at it from a deeper level, like, you know, this is my family's property and how we can continue to keep it in our lineage or this, that, and a third. So, mm-hmm. Um, I think it's, it, it's, it is extremely important to have those discussions with your siblings because you can at least just get an idea of like where their head is. So thank you all so much for listening to this episode. I think it was something that was near and dear to my heart because I'm currently in it. Um, I don't mm-hmm. think you have to wait until you're 34 years old to or in your 30s to have this conversation. Um, however, I do I do would like for you to be thinking in the background like, hey, I have a responsibility to play my part within my family and to get my family to the next level. Um, when we compare ourselves to other races and you know how they evolve and how they're entrepreneurs, I think we need to do that as well as African-Americans within our family. How can we, you know, better ourselves and then at this, you know, at the same time, bettering our family as well. So I definitely want to just t- touch on this topic and just bring awareness to that as for sure. I think that was a good one. Thank you. It's a little serious, but I know it's need it. <laughs> hey, what's up, crew? This is Justin. And as some of you may know, I've spent about four years in dermatology cells. So fostering a healthy skincare regimen is everything to my youthful look. Along with me, Shankara, I have also been using BioClarity, which is a super clean and gentle skincare line that helps me get natural glowing skin. And yes, men has natural glowing skin. One thing that I personally love about BioClarity is the moisturizer. After a clean shave, I follow the simple three steps. And yo, the moisturizing smoothie literally has my skin feeling like roomy and sir. The essentials routines for normal or dry skin are three easy steps. Cleanse, restore, and hydrate. BioClarity contains hydrating plant extracts like chamomile, green tea, cucumber, licorice root, argan, olive, and shea plus Floralux from Chlorophyll. 
BioClarity is hydrating, but yet lightweight. So it's great for spring and summertime. And it also helps minimize redness, reduce pore size, and even out your skin tone. BioClarity is delivered straight to you and is an easy-to-use three-step skincare routine that is 100% vegan plus gluten and cruelty-free. Get started on healthier habits with your skincare. Just go to BioClarity.com. Our listeners will get their first month for 50% off a routine, plus shipping is free. And it comes with a 100% risk-free money-back guarantee. But you need to enter our code LOV3. That's BioClarity.com and enter our code LOV3. Love y'all. It's my turn for the millennial moment again. Yeah, I think so. Uh, so this is just gonna be something random, um, cause we're on our emails, so y'all need to email us, tell us y'all business. <laughs> um, what would you do if your friend told you that they saw one of your friends? Significant other on what looked like a date. What looked like? Mm-hmm. So let's just say Johnny was at a restaurant with Tina and it was like one o'clock in the morning and they look a little too hugged up and you just so happened to be at the restaurant and Johnny didn't see you. And you go back and you tell your friend what you saw. Because you and that person aren't like super friends. But you know their friends. So you just wanted their friends to know like, yo, I seen your girl guy or your girl's or your guy's girl, girl whatever, yeah. or whatever. And it looked a little too friendly. What would you do as the friend that has that information? So I would definitely insert myself like right then and there at the restaurant. Like I would go up and introduce myself or like I would go up and talk to them because I feel that the worst thing that I can probably do is go back and say, this is what it looks like to me or this is what it looked like to me. Okay. So you're answering as the person that saw it. I want to know as the friend, Okay. what would you do? This person came back and brought you the information. So they oh. like charade. They the bone carrier. Oh, they do. Okay. The other thing is they took a picture on okay. their phone. So they took a picture. Johnny didn't see them take the picture. And so they brought the picture back to you and you, you could see what it looked like. What would you do? Well, I would definitely try to put two and two together. Like, okay, where did you say you were? Like, who you say you were going out with? Were you even supposed to be there? Um, like I would look at that first, like how you communicated with me regarding like where you was at that moment. So I'm looking back at text, text messages, call histories is a random Thursday night. You know, I'm just saying, I'm just looking at everything before I'm like, I go off. Cause nine times out of 10, the communication, there's a crack in there. You just have to find it because you can't argue what someone brought to you, but I can argue that you fucking lied. <laughs> that went serious so fast. I mean, <laughs> I, 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 I typically try to, 
I don't think because it's not good to bring he say she say into the house. Mm-hmm. However, I do feel that if you were at Jay Alexander's at nine o'clock p.m. and you were supposed to be at the office or you know like something like that, still at the office or at Bible study, but you're at Jay Alexander's <laughs> at the bar. It's just a little bit different. So I would much rather argue from that angle than to argue with you was hugged up with somebody at the bar. Because mm. it's going to stick better with you lying. Like, I can, you know, because your argument to me would be like, man, it wasn't even like that. We was just, we was just. Nah, you <laughs> lied. Okay. Cara? Okay, what perspective am I coming from again? You're supposed to be, you're a friend, right? And someone that you are friends with. Saw them and saw they came them, back and told me. Came back and told you. So basically, they don't feel comfortable going to that girl or that guy about that. Oh, I'm immediately other. going to the friend. Okay. Yeah. Wait, I mean, because so you I got the picture. Right? You didn't, but that's okay. Oh. You, you did. Your answer was good. So I saw my friend. I saw my friend's mate. No, somebody else saw the friend's mate. They came back and told oh, you. okay. So you saw my dude out with somebody, right? But me and you aren't really good friends, so you told Kara, who you know is friends with me. Oh. And you told Kara because you're like, yo, I know this is your girl's guy. Mm-mm. Why was he hugged up like this? Oh, and I you w- give Kara the picture that yeah. you took. Yeah, I would mind my business 100%. Sorry. Oh, I would tell but it wouldn't be in a petty way. It would just be like, this is your, like, this but is the situation. But you never know people's relationship, though. Like, nowadays, like, you just never know the state of people's relationship. So I'm friends with the person whose significant other was out? Yeah. But I'm somebody different. else has come and tell you what they saw. With so a picture, though. you can tell though. your friend. I know. They see the picture, but somebody else has come and tell you. I think, okay. You so what, what I think saying? I would it's do like is three. I would ask a few questions first. Hey, girl, what's up with you and such and such? Are y'all still together? Oh, okay. He got, like, he be going out with his female friends? I feel like I would just, I don't know if that would be the exact question, but yeah, I would ask Because it's almost like, because then yeah. you're going to be like, what? Why? I guess I would ask some qualifying questions, but I would definitely, mm-hmm. I think I would tell my friend. Even if it's just a suspicion, I have done it before where I've been like, girl, I don't know if it's true or not, but this is what I heard. I would rather tell you and it not be true versus not telling you. And that's how I, that's how My I go thing about is, it. I would want I would want to be told. I don't care what the source was. Let me figure out if it's true or not, but I would rather be told. If if I was the significant other who like you saw my man out with somebody random. I would rather you to be like, hey, girl, I don't know who that girl was, but he was out versus... But depending on like what where the source came from, right? Because here's the thing, like you, even if they have a picture, right? You're going to ask like, who is this coming from? So? Does and that matter? You're gonna be, I think it does matter. Like, I don't it, think it does. To me, it doesn't. I don't care who the... That's what I'm saying. If it were me and it was my man that somebody else saw out. But don't you know how that can look? Like, it can appear as if it's like a a date, but it's not a date. No, no. You know I know what, what you're saying? saying. Like, let me figure that out, though. Okay. That's how I feel. No, that's fine. How you feel, Mish? Um, I'm indifferent 
a part of me says, you know, I got to talk to my friend about this. And the other part of me just says, you know, ask those qualifying questions and then kind of let it go. Because I don't know if I'm really comfortable getting into people's relationships like that. I just want to understand this correctly because I want to make sure I'm getting it right. All right. You, me and you are friends, right? Your man is the person that's on a date, correct? <laughs> me and Cara are not, me and Cara are friends, but you and Cara are not friends, okay? So Cara comes to me and saying like, hey, isn't Mish with, you know, with somebody, but you and Cara aren't friends. So Mish is bringing me the bone and now I'm coming to you. Is that right? Right. But you're asking us what would I do as your friend or what would Cara do? What would you do? Oh. As the friend who received the bone, what would you do with the bone? Would you tell me or would you yeah, I would just say? Okay, I listen. This is the third time around I finally got <laughs> it. So, yeah. Because I'm looking at like if it was Kobe, like, you know, it's a person who I'm really, truly friends with. I would definitely say something because I wouldn't care. Like, that's your situation. <laughs> Like, I mean, I would just, I would much rather tell them, like how Cara says, like, you would just, you would want to know. I thought you were asking me, like, from the person, like, I'm at the restaurant, and I'm like, it's just too far of a distance. I wouldn't care. <clears throat> no, Sorry. I, um, I just think I'm indifferent, because it's like, you never know how people gonna take that, and then, like, what if they don't, then they tell them that you told them, like, I don't like to be in the middle of people's situations like that. Um, but having the picture, I think that's where I'm kind of like, you almost have to tell your friend. Because it would be different if somebody just came back and told me, right? Mm -hmm. Like, oh, I seen so-and-so out and they looked so a little hugged so. up. And it was like, okay, then I can ask questions. All right, well, where was they at? What time was it? What you mean they look hooked up? But if you bring me a picture of my friend's man or my friend's girl hugged up in a restaurant, I almost feel obligated to tell my friend. But as long as my friend don't be like, Michelle, show me a picture of, please don't do that. You see, I wouldn't care. You That's can let them know. Do. You can let them know I told you. You yeah. would do that. Yeah. As the friend, you would go back and tell your significant other, oh, well, I got this picture from. Well, because they're going to act. I mean, I would. But I'm also, I tell Ben everything. I feel like <laughs> it don't no, really matter. Even, even, I'm going to airdrop it to you. It don't matter who sent it to me. even in an argument, if you check in someone, they'll be like, okay, where you got your information from? And if you like, ah, you don't worry about all it's that. A it's a picture, like, though. You don't need to know where any information came from. But that's just envision yourself being in a relationship and someone is like saying, well, Mish, you was hugged up with a nigga at the bar. Here's the picture. You can be like, well, who sent you? Who gave you this picture? Like, who is it? Because at this point, it's like, I need to know who knows my business. I'm already caught, but I need to know who knows my business. <laughs> I'm already caught. <laughs> That's true. But well, I wouldn't care. Like, And I think I think I, I wouldn't care because I'm a, I'm a like, I am this type of nigga. Like, in which y'all heard me say this on the show. You are my friend first. And it's like, we cool. Like, y'all in a relationship and we, we all cool. But that is my friend first. My loyalty is to that friend. Yeah. So at this point, you know you already know how I roll. So if you fuck up, like I don't care if you know I sent that. I mean, I just don't. Cause like I just don't. 
I wouldn't care. I know it causes drama, but it's just like, you're not my friend. Like, that is my friend, <laughs> you know? I feel you. I just don't like to be in the middle of people's that's, relationships. Listen, that's fair also. Because, listen, you can bring all the receipts that God has provided. If that person wants <laughs> to stay, stay with that person, they going to stay. Yeah, stay. And then every time y'all have a gathering, they significant other looking at you sideways. Like, dang, That's if you fine. was going to stay with them, you could at least not brought them around no more. Listen, don't be out in these streets doing all that. <clears throat> they That's really, your fault. They really do be out there doing it. <laughs> <laughs> all right, car word of the day. I don't have a word of the day. All right, guys. Thank you all so much for listening <laughs> to this episode. Please make sure you follow us on all social media websites, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and if you want to cash app us money, please send money, your funds to <laughs> Millie Love. That's M-I-L-L-Y-L-O-V-3. We have the Cosign Awards coming up. Oh, yeah. And be looking out for pictures for that. All right. Talk to you all later. Bye. Bye.